Any ideas, fellas? Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I am Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the omnipresent Ossia Peeler. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Al, what have you been up to? Um, I have just gotten back from uh, the Lake District, so up in Cumbria, um, in the proper north, um, for my friend's annual bonfire slash fireworks camp that they have uh, every year because their parents have got a bit of uh, woodland that they manage, which is very mm. pleasant and quaint. Um, nice little wholesome evening. Um, starting to get a bit more, because obviously we couldn't do it last year. Um, yeah. And it's just getting a bit more normality in the world. Um, nice. And without having to spend any money in the process, which helps massively. <laughs> um, camper van is proven, again, it's worth worth its weight in gold. Um, managed to survive another trip. And it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it more and more each time I use it. Um, and I came away with like a, a one of those sort of chainsaw, strimmer, lopper, petrol-powered multi-tool things. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, Didn't you have one of them that you turned into it? A- I had a really crap electric one that I turned yeah. into a zombie challenge, but this is a full-on, <laughs> like, two-stroke. Um, so I'm waiting for some ridiculous, stupid project that I'm going to make with that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, that was it. About it. Um, I tra- travelled down to London for work. Um, again, just getting a bit more back into the, the kind of the, the normal swing of things of actually seeing clients face-to-face and, you know, less of the digital world of sitting in a little box staring at people's faces talking about what they've been up to uh speaking of what people have been up to (laughs) and staring at people in a digital box uh brett what about you i'm not in a box i am in a glass (laughs) case of emotion uh the last week has been relatively uneventful aside from just working on uh the property i've gotten um a little bit of progress made just on whatever my bullet list is first of which happens to be the heating and cooling system. Like we have a friend, I think I mentioned it before he owns an HVAC company. So he's been helping me deal with that and hopefully we'll get that set up relatively soon. It's also um, kind of kickstarting me into getting the uh, more cosmetic things that need to get done for the house uh, done. Nice. And I'm anxiously awaiting hanging a couple of panels and then painting them and then actually having the backside of the house not look like complete shit. (laughs) It's kind of ruined, right? Or it was kind of ruined when I started working on it. When you, when you Uh, say panels, what is in just like sheathing, siding, whatever you want to refer to it as it's the pre-made four by eight sheets that you can hang on the outside. It's what's Uh, currently being used. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I have to replace a couple because they've rotted out. Because yeah, nice. guess what? They're not made of uh, real wood. <laughs> it's like <laughs> composite board or whatever. I Yeah, sorry. I always forget that you guys, like, to... Don't opinion, build real buildings. Yeah, it's yeah, weird no that you shit. build it out of wood, not out of actual materials. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I've got a couple of projects. Uh, and just to remind everybody, including myself, treasure trade things, if you're involved. You start really cracking on that, and then honestly, I think that's it. I think I've just been kind of shoveling and raking and moving sand. Nice, yeah. Sounds Bought a concrete good. pad for the first time. Never done I thought, one. I thought you did one when you did the the. Uh, oh no, it was already there, wasn't it? 
No, you did a. Then you did when you did the thingy, the decking. Word area. Steve. The decking thing. Did you not pour some then? Nope. Yeah, I thought you poured nope. some. There. I did not. Yeah. Okay. So I poured a pad and I put hey. a bar in it and hey. felt like I did a thing. Nice. It's the most exciting thing out of the week. <laughs> did you get to do the like the tamping it down with the big two by four? Uh, screeding. Um, no, did it with a trowel, like a. Oh, so you, yeah, you can make yeah, so you, yeah, you uh, build the form around it, all that, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, it's so very small, like, Steve. Made it nice, nice and flat, not just a, a rough, like. Let's look, let's not overpromise to anybody that it's nice and flat. It's called grit, sure Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, that's what we, we always just say. No, it's, it's rough for grip, that's why. There you go. So the cows don't yeah. slip on it, it's fine. Ah, um, fair enough. But what have you been up to? Maybe you've got more just, exciting. Can I just jump in, Steve, with a question? How far is Wellington from you? Uh, I don't know. Hang on. Because there's a guy there with nine Vatari on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> what? To sell? So next time I'm down, I'm going to have to go and pay him a visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should do that. And then we... Hang on. What? Okay, directions. Directions. Uh yeah, you should you should definitely buy all of them, and then we should hire a car transporter thing. Um, I think it's near uh, Tonton. Tonton, a better uh, Star Wars monster. Uh, um, yeah, because we could hire like two. Because we can tow trailers now. We could just hire two massive we trailers. Can tow trailers now. And both of us could just like have four and a half Vitaras each yes. on the back of a trailer. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's just just under Taunton, so like Taunton. maybe Taunton. Uh, maybe like forty five minutes to an hour, depending yeah. on traffic. Oh yeah, I forgot places that are ten miles away where you live is three hours. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck you! It's four. It's thirty four miles away. Yes. Yeah, so. um, but yes, what have I been up to? You ask. Uh, what have I been up to? Not like. Other than obviously we had the the book launch last week, um, which I know we kind of skipped over because we didn't do the the thing uh, last week, but the book still isn't technically out yet. Although I actually managed to get my copy on Friday because they finally got delivered to the office, and then I left it in the workshop, so I haven't actually read it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's just been lots of of work stuff, um, and uh, we did um, one of the markets today, so that was good fun. And I'm really dehydrated, so to the point where my kidneys started hurting, and I was like, I should probably drink. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've pounded like four pints of water before the episode, so if I suddenly disappear, that's why. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've not, I've like, I've as Brett mentioned, uh, it's the treasure trades. So I've started working on that, um, and I'm doing a couple of things like. A couple of things that I'm quite confident with and a couple of things that are a little bit extravagant. Um, so mm. it's kind of fun playing around with that. Um, but as well as doing that, uh, I've also started making a couple of axes. Um, so one is uh, destined for Steve Pellegrino. And the other was just kind of a... I was thinking of maybe giving it to, to Joe, but it's the shape that i was going for it hasn't quite gone so i've kind of i've gone a bit of a different direction with it um and i think what i'm going to do with it because it's axe number 10 and i said that after 10 axes i might consider like starting to sell them um so with this one what i'm thinking of doing is auctioning it off for um one of the mental health charities um so 
yeah, the idea is I'm going to put a post up on Instagram at some point um, and share that. But it's it it kind of sparked a conversation um, with me and some people about uh, the amount that I've been posting over the last year or so, because uh, my post count on Instagram went from being like every day to every other day sort of thing to now barely once a month. Um, I use the stories side of Instagram a little bit, but I don't really, um, I don't post on my feed regularly like I used to. Um, part of that is just because I'm, I, I'm not really doing my own thing. I'm, most of the stuff that I'm doing is work for Alex and, um, yeah, there's only so many photos of uh, rivets that I can put up that are um, of any use. But even even like the process shots of um, of the axes, like there's there's this weird pressure that if I'm going to put a post up, it's got to be absolutely perfect, and I've got to present this kind of um, that whole thing of like showing your best side and and not showing the failures and things like that. Unless you're you're saying, oh, well, this is a failure. Like it it kind of feels like well, it's either got to be like <clears throat> a a learnable experience or absolute perfection and there's no there's no room for like a mediocre middle ground and so i'm finding myself being really reluctant to post any of these pictures just because they're they're not bad enough and they're also not good enough Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's a weird kind of spot to be in Uh, i've obviously realized now that when you said if i i've drank so much water i'm gonna disappear because yeah. you need to go for a wee. Yes. I thought you meant like Senator Kelly in X Men. You were just, you were just like <laughs> just disintegrate into a puddle. Or oh, Alex Mack for the older yeah. people in the audience. Um, oh, oh yeah. man! Um, oh man! <laughs> um, yeah, the um, I totally feel you, Steve. And I had like um, I had a backup for this, and I think you did too. In mm. that I had a. Sort of two Instagram accounts. Yeah. So I had just like the my personal one that was kind of Facebook or whatever that I could just put goofy shit on or pictures of food or you know just random stuff that I didn't feel was like up to brand or whatever you yeah. know or like like you say stuff that can go on stories. Um, and I'm just flicking back through mine and it's like you know a couple of posts and then the last YouTube live stream that I did, you yeah. know, and then that that's it. Um, and. The majority of that is again because I just don't have time to to do projects and to to, yeah. to document it. But I I do feel you that it's this pressure that you put on yourself to go. I've I'd rather have no presence than an inconsistent presence, which yeah. is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and and anyone listening will be going, no, 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 Steve, just post a picture of Murphy's <laughs> falls. You know what I mean? We, like, we just yeah. want to see anything and we just want to know that you're there and it's about communication and it's about like interaction or just, you know, waving high. That's all yeah. it is. I mean, it, it's, it's a weird thing because it is, it's an entirely a pressure that we put on ourselves because like you said, it, it, it's my Instagram. I can put on whatever I want. Um, and yeah, I, I did have the, the, the personal one, and even with that, like just because quite a few people from the make community started following me on there, and I was like, oh well, now I've got to curate what I'm putting on there as well. And like thinking, no, I don't. They're they're following that because they want to see the the dopey random shit or the the sixteen pictures of food that I had. Speaking of which, uh, home the restaurant that we were doing all the stuff for that Sam's working for. I went there for the tasting menu the other day. Oh, did you go um, with Jim? Uh, no, I went with. Um, although I was so disappointed that Jim 
was there and I didn't know because I would have oh, gone right. again. Um, no, I went the day before okay. with uh, Ben that used to live here. Um, and it was so good. And I had donuts for the first time since <laughs> I felt so, so ill the next day, but so worth totally it. Worth it. Um, yeah, they had oh, raw scallops as well. It was fucking divine. Um, but yeah, if you so, want uh, to recreate Steve's menu and you're fo- not following Jim Parkin, which you should be. Yes. We told you to follow Jim Parkin. He's got it all on his Instagram feed because he went to the same <laughs> restaurant. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like there, there was this weird pressure to kind of um, like feel like, oh, I've got to put worthwhile and like in some way maker related posts on my personal. I was like, no, no, I don't. I can put whatever the fuck I want. If I have a really nice coffee and want to take a photo of that, I can. If I want to take a photo of a bridge because bridges are fucking awesome and I will fight anyone that disagrees, like I should be able to do that. Um, but and again, like all this pressure is completely self-imposed and it was, I think it was, maybe it was John D. Harvey. It was someone uh, that took a bit of a break from social media and and then came back and apologized. Like, sorry, I've been away for so long. It was like, well, why, why the fuck are you apologizing? Like, you shouldn't even, like, and some people even announced like, oh, I'm taking a break. I won't be posting for it. I was like, what, wh- why do you, why should we need to announce that? And I don't mean that as in they did something wrong. I, I just mean it's a, it's a really weird thing that we feel that we need to justify how often we post and if we take a break and, and things like that. And I, I, I do know that you, and you're right in saying that it's self-imposed, but I do get like comments and sort of questions like, you know, where are you? Yeah. Where, you know, where have you been? What you, what you doing? And like, I've, I've lost a load of patrons because I'm not able to, create any content yeah so there is there is external pressure in terms of like people kind of don't expect it i think expect is the wrong word but people look forward to yeah that that, that, those interactions and you know like i there's people i follow on youtube who release a video every week and i get excited about that video on a wednesday or a monday or something because because that's been you know so i'm guilty of it myself yeah and if it's not there i'm like oh you know (laughs) but i know 100 percent the reasons why it's not there yeah and would never ever go. Where's, where's the video? <laughs> it's Wednesday. Yeah, I think we do that about this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I will. I will put the latest episode up soon. I just haven't had time. <laughs> um, you did a thumbnail, Steve. Mm. Is Steve thumbnail? No. Okay. I don't, I don't do thumbnails. Okay. I think you should. I. I mean, I. I can put a picture up. Do it. A very good one. Steve's first thumbnail. I'm gonna do it in paint. <laughs> um. I mean, Brett. I, I, I'm. Kind of, you know, you sit there waiting patiently. I'd love to like get your take on this because you obviously, out of the three of us, have created the most kind of consistent storytelling approach. So it must be difficult for you to just go, oh, here's here's my here's the burger I just had that was fucking great. You know, <laughs> here's here's a bit of some green drink. So yeah, and especially <clears throat> with the different with the juggling the um the the blackout crew and you know the the the, the forged home and kind of different facets of your. Mm-hmm. adventure what's your kind of take on on this this pressure to to be present um it's shifted in the last six months or a year um and i i feel like the conversations that we had six months to a year ago kind of led to that i remember talking to you guys early on um like january february about needing to kind of change my focus yeah. on on where my time was going and uh, the pressures and stresses I was putting on myself. 
but that also led to the I, I would say over the last six months, I've become a lot more aware of doing that to other people. Mm. So I used to I used to kind of pressure people that I was close to for either interaction or posts or anything, right? It, whatever it was, it, it was like I became I wanted to become part of a a the community at large or like develop a relationship with specific people or really try and keep things moving, but everyone's busy. But I, I used to put a lot of pressure on the situations. Oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a couple of weeks. I feel like we were going somewhere with that thing, like this collaboration that I was maybe going to do that it doesn't really matter. So I'm not going to mention who it was, but I was going to do a collab. <clears throat> and I think maybe a year ago, I would have been very keen on, <clears throat> like really trying to hammer that home because, Oh, it's in both of our best interests and we both have free time. None of that is true. And everyone's got enough responsibilities and um, let's call it work or, or just like other life things that they should be dealing with where I know I'm kind of flipping the question um, from what you asked, but I think I had to become a little bit more aware of what that means to have expectations or put pressure on somebody else to, yeah. Kind of perform or give you something for lack of a better term. <clears throat> We're like, there is no exchange here. There, There is no contract that says you need to be posting or messaging me every two days mm. <clears throat> so that I know we have a relationship of some sort, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So I had to become aware of my issues or, or, I just had to become more aware of how I was handling those things. I don't, I don't think it's issues, dude. You know, I mean, your your attitude was always that you were the cheerleader or the you know the 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 motivator, or you were trying to instigate those actions or reactions or engagements because you you wanted everyone to do well. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I, it's not I, something to be like apologize for. No, 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 and I I'll never apologize for wanting to help people perform to the best of their abilities. It's the reason that I did for a minute debate pursuing the uh, the teaching aspect of things. Like my my college professors were very keen on the way I interacted with my peers and the way that I did um, the critique sessions and everything like that. And I really did enjoy it, and I. Even doing the classes, and Steve, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for you guys, but or how with the scouts, y you want to see the person achieve the goal, right? It's very fulfilling for both sides if you do that. Um, but when it comes to this being present on social media stuff, especially when half the people I know don't live not only within the state, but within the same country as me, <laughs> um, th there's a certain degree of... I don't want to say not reading the room, but like, I feel like there were plenty of moments where I put a little bit too much pressure on other people to give me something. Yeah. Whether it was posts or just interactions or, Hey, can we have a phone call about this thing? Like I got really upset with fared, you know, because they, they reached out to me on social media to say, let's do something together. And then for four weeks, I had this pressure that I had built up and this expectation that I was going to get maybe some flap discs from them. And it never came to fruition. But something like that was like, I shouldn't, that shouldn't bother me. 
at all that something like that came and went. But think about putting that not only on yourself, but the people that you either want to interact with or, or the people that you consider friends on social media. I feel like being a cheerleader is one thing, but developing some expectation either for yourself or for the other people can be really detrimental. And I would get down on myself when I realized I haven't posted for three or four days, but like who the fuck cares? And because I use my main Instagram account as just, as far as I'm concerned, it's just work or social times when it revolves around what I do for work. Yeah. Um, I don't post photos of food that I eat because I don't really care that I share that with anybody. Yeah. I think Al, if you post anyway, so, you know, yeah, (laughs) but, but if you make a nice meal, regardless of whether it's what you do now, um, for a full-time gig, it's still part of your story. It's still part of who you are as a character. And Al, or sorry, Steve, when you're doing the grill sessions and stuff, and you were just posting some of those personal photos of, grilling outside yeah like i think everybody that follows you or everybody that you would consider someone close or a friend knows that you spend a lot of your time making homewares and and all of these things and then we kind of get to see you not necessarily put them to use but we know that you have an appreciation for the other side of that right so it also to me kind of helps tell that story i feel like (laughs) this is a very roundabout way of answering your question as per usual, but I feel like there was a, a weird amount of pressure I put on myself. And then I ended up projecting that outwards to people too, uh, in whatever capacity. And it's a bummer that I feel like I had to go through, I don't know, a learning period, but I think I've mentioned it a couple of times over the last, let's say six months. Uh, there's a few milestones, mentally and emotionally that I've gone through that have just been like, huh, I shouldn't have done that. Or (laughs) I need to do better at that. Or I shouldn't care as much about how often I post or what I post when I post. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's interesting in that you're conflicted internally of this having standards, but then also seeing it from the other point of view and going, yeah, you know, maybe people don't care, you know, or they won't notice or that's all they want. You know, yeah. and, and just having that bit of empathy. Yeah. Um, can I just raise spatchcock chickens, Steve? Yeah. With fire ash wrapped in foil, chuck them in the coals, chickens. Yes. We've got. I mean, down. I would like to see you actually raise a spatchcock chicken because I wonder how it walks. <laughs> Could they fly better? Because they'll just glide. Um, so. I mean, th- this pressure about presence, yeah. I th- like I'm also thinking about like physical presence, like being there. Yeah. I know Brett, you, you, you deliberately um, invest in kind of visiting places and meeting people and traveling to somewhere because it's, you know, it's, I think it's always something Jimmy always said as well. It's just invaluable, you mm-hmm. know, and shows that you are invested and are interested and understand the, the complexities of the context and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this weekend, for instance, like, I shouldn't have gone like it's sort of, I think it's like the eighth weekend in a row where I've been inhaling smoke around a fire in yeah. some capacity. Um, and I've been sick. It's like, I should not be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never mind. Can't afford petrol to drive, you know, 400 miles or whatever. Um, but it was fucking invaluable because we haven't done it for two years. Loads of people had canceled 
So it was this kind of traditional family get together and it was already on a skeleton crew. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted was, was this, this thing to lose momentum. And I think momentum is a really important part of this. Yeah. I didn't want this amazing yearly, beautiful occurrence to lose momentum. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think that's, that's something that, that plays a big part in it. It's like it, it, you are important. Yeah. I've, you know, I think there's a side of this where we're all being a bit too humble about it and going like, oh, people don't care what I post. It's like, no, maybe they do. Yeah. I mean, because to kind of tie your point and Brett's point together, like there's, Brett made a point about stuff being kind of on brand, um, as in like, you know, me uh, doing the barbecue stuff or, or you doing the food stuff, like, and it, it being part of, of the story that you're telling. But I think that's that's also to me, that's kind of one of the pressures with it is the fact that, it's it's that whole thing of like but you know does this really relate is this relevant to the brand as it were um and i think that's kind of one of the things that that adds the pressure to it um which again that's where the 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 personal instagram comes in um and yeah i think i think the, the the idea of having to be present whether that's physically or virtually i think it is it's it's quite important. It's like I notice with um, if we take any time off or anything like that, people um, people comment on it, people notice it, um, and it's it's interesting because there is no there's no pressure from anyone um, to do it. It's not like you owe us this; you must um, post. It's always like I really enjoy it when you post. I. I wish you you were able to do it more, and it's never um, it's never done with it, with any uh, malice or ill intent. But there is sometimes like people saying like, "Oh, I wish you could do more of this." Like I had it a little while back with the the moonshine videos, and people saying, "Oh, I really wish you could post more of them. I really wish you could post more of them." I'm like, so, so do I. I really <laughs> wish I could, but I can't. Like I don't have that that um, that that bandwidth to be able to do it, and. Um, too busy having fucking taster menus. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's such a, a weird thing, and it's it feels such a um, such a like contrived, arsy thing to do to say. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I can't actually post these fun videos where I'm having fun and just mm-hmm. mucking around because I don't have time for that. Like, it, it's it's stupid, but it's and it does it, it builds up pressure as well. I think like. I, I genuinely found after I've not posted for a while, it makes it even worse having to post something again. It 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 builds up that pressure even more because it's like, oh shit, I've not posted in six weeks. <laughs> this one has to be again. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's even worse. Yeah. Um I watched it, I saw a really interesting um little what, what I don't know what they're called, like a video? Yeah, but the ones that are on real. Real, okay. Sorry, yeah. A real video. Real, well, ironically, <laughs> no, they're not real. Um, and it was just a guy talking about mobile phone time and people yeah. pulling out your mobile phone and not being present because yeah. the second you do that, it's a blocker. Yeah. So it's like Brett's talking to me and I just uh, pull my phone. I'm just quickly looking yeah. at my phone. I'm, listen- yeah. I'm listening, Brett. I'm just, just, uh, you know. just, just, I am listening. I'm just doing something on this screen yeah. as well. I know, Steve, you're fine. Um, but that, that, 
that just as an object is an instant kind of blocker. And he was just talking yeah. about how everyone does it. You know, you go into a meeting, you put your phone down on the table, or you go into a restaurant, you put your phone down. Why is why you put your fucking phone down on the table? What are you yeah. expecting? Some important big call. So is your wife pregnant? What, what, yeah. Why is your phone on the table? Um, and then he was talking about sort of the younger generation. They literally work with their phone yeah. on on the desk. Yeah. And they go from screen to screen. Yeah. And it's just like, what are you concentrating on? What are you doing? And basically, he was just writing on phones. And then he got to the end of it, and he goes, put this away. And he's like, those moments where you're fucking around on your phone, that's when relationships are built. So when you're with other people, and that time when three of you are sat together, but all three of you are on the phone, yeah, it's like, we didn't used to have that. And that's when you'd be having conversations and asking each other questions and discussing things and being interesting. And this this comes back again to being present, like the, and it sounds arbitrary that I went to London for the client meeting, <laughs> but it's like, they'd all been Zoom up to that point. Yeah. And then everyone was asking, like, why, why are you going to London? Can't you just do it over Zoom? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, well, doesn't it also take up the whole day traveling to London and back? Like, yeah. Doesn't it cost money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that human interaction and that, that engagement and that face-to-face and like see, seeing what people's legs look like, you know, <laughs> it was it was just invaluable. Yeah. And, and, and you, you all come away having got so much more out of it and actual engagement. So like exactly what Steve's doing now, looking at another screen, reading something else. Like you don't get that if you're in a room staring in someone's eyes and talking to them and yeah. actually engaging. So I think physical presence is is just as important as this kind of digital yeah. you know, presence. And I think that's that's one of the things. Cause I, I, that's one of the, the reasons why I love to make a meetups is because you get that physical presence because it's so easy for me. Um, because I'm like a fucking puppy, I get so easily distracted, but also I, if I'm having a conversation with someone or they're like, someone pings me a message, if I'm, um, if I'm at work and I can't read that message, then, you know, it's going to be an hour later while I'm having my tea break and I'm like, okay, I'll reply to that. But then if they don't reply to me straight away, then it's going to be another three hours before I reply and generally it's or it's a case of like I can reply but because I'm doing like 12 other things at the same time it's it's quite short sharp answers and it feels like I feel bad about it because I almost feel like I'm being the asshole um because I feel yeah 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 but, well with you it's intentional um <laughs> but but like it it feels like I'm I'm not giving that person the the attention yeah. they just des- they deserve yeah. because I physically don't have time because I'm doing these other things at the same time um but I think it's it's a weird one because like again with the posting like um I I, th- I think I've spoken about it on the the podcast before like this this month in particular is a really bad month for me like my mental health always takes a, a dive during this time of year um and over the last uh week or so uh, maybe two weeks um I've had a lot of unread messages in my Instagram. Like it's, it's always been in double figures of unread messages and some of them are it's just only JB reader. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, some of them are just like, uh, so-and-so has reacted to this story or so-and-so has replied to this story or whatever. And it's, you know, it's just a, Oh, that's really cool or whatever. But it, because of the fact that I'm not posting because of the fact that if I feel like there's this, um, uh, this, this, again it, it's the whole thing of social media of like oh you you know everyone posts their their happy stuff they they don't post the the real stuff 
there's this kind of pressure to to be in a good mood and to be happy and to be whatever um and so that builds up the anxiety of having to uh read these messages and reply so i'm leaving people on unread because i i don't have the capacity to be able to reply to it in a in a decent manner like it's it's one of those things where you know if if someone said the same thing to me face to face i'd just be like yeah all right um okay like it, but if you do that on social media then it because you're not responding people can easily read into it like mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where if it was face to face and i was actually present then it would be uh oh, steve's in a grump or in a shit mood or he's preoccupied or whatever like and it would be fine but um doing that in a in a message there's just so many other things that can be read into it and it becomes a fucking minefield of um emotion i guess or the way that it's interpreted right i i gotta jump on that though because i feel like you're describing a large portion of our little community as well as probably the a decent aspect of the larger community as a whole, but we're all a bunch of hermitish, you know, weirdos that spend a lot of time working by ourselves. And we always comment on how we're all very um, self-reliant or we, we spend so much time in the shop that it in the last year, social cues have gone completely out the window, right? <laughs> we just haven't gotten any time to do, uh, events or, or hangouts or anything like that. But when it comes to social media and, and this presence and this anxiety that you're talking about, Steve, I feel like it is maybe rarely talked about, but the idea that you could get 50 messages and if you were in person, whatever, you could feel as many as you, as you feel comfortable doing. But when you're not in a good headspace, and you attempt to reply to those things. Mm. If you think about it and they come out, I don't know, half-hearted, the interpretation by me and all of these other people that I'm talking about will overread or overanalyze everything because it lacks tone, yeah. it lacks punctuation half the time. So we're going to try and figure out, well, I guess I'm pissing off Al or Steve. I, yeah. I've bugged them in the middle of their work. If it takes you three hours to reply we're conditioned that like either if we're good enough friends, you're going to answer me back immediately, or I should just have expectations that it'll be quick regardless of whether we're friends or not. Like I know you have your phone on you. I can see that you're posting right now on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. It even tells you if you're active. So you're like, Oh, I know, I know you're on right now. So I'll send a message now because I know they're here. Um, I feel like that is so detrimental for both parties, right? Because I'm going to have expectations or over overanalyze something, which I have a habit of doing for years and years, still working on it. But I can't hear tone. And I also, I do get that sense sometimes like, oh, I've, I've so bothered this person in the middle of their day. Yeah. Or you do get a, a message reply like three days later. And then the other person has to go, like you said, Oh, sorry, I was busy. Yeah. The fact that you even felt like you had to say sorry for just having a life or working or being busy sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to feel like you have to apologize to me. Cause then I, again, it's that, 
that cycle of just like, well, now I feel like I, I overpressured you into even messaging me back. I yeah. shouldn't have had the expectation. Oh, but see, I should have messaged you earlier because now this thing. And then it's two people standing in a fucking room apologizing to each other's faces a thousand times. But really, it's it's like awkward and anxiety ridden. And you're both just like, well, now I don't know how to exit the situation and save <laughs> face. And and you get down on yourself about it. Right. Because then you're like, wow. What is it? Liz Lemon says another successful interaction with a human. <laughs> totally fucked that one up. I have a really yeah. hard time. I have a really hard time with uh, explaining this or, or or putting it into words. This feeling that you brought up, Steve, because I I know that it's happened plenty of times before. Be it me or other people I've interacted with, where you're just like, oh, socially this is difficult or you're not used to talking to people a lot or I don't know you that well, whatever the reasoning is behind it, but something fails in the, in the like, Oh, I didn't, you didn't like my photo that I posted. Like, yeah. All right. Well, I follow 600 people and I wasn't on Instagram very much. So you got buried in the feed. Like yeah. that, that should be a, uh, an explanation that suffices, but it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> I yeah, think there's, it, there's, there's a danger of us becoming too reliant on this shit, though. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a great example, Brett, of the, you didn't like my post. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, YouTube YouTube unsubscribes me from some of my favorite channels on a weekly basis. Never yeah. mind, like, I didn't see your post. Like, you know, it's that the, I, I get comments sometimes like, oh, why didn't you reply to this WhatsApp or whatever? It's like I haven't read it, yeah. and I haven't seen it. You know, don't don't be confused by a, a, an electronic device telling you about a notification. You know, just just have a bit of faith that the people that you're friends with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> respect you and you respect them. It's to your point, Brett. This this or why are you having an awkward standoff in a room, yeah. uncomfortable with someone that you love. You know, yeah. it's it's unnecessary, and it, and it, it's it's brought on us because of the world we live in this this instant need for reaction you know yeah write a letter you're not gonna hear back from them for two weeks yeah you know and and the other thing is is you'll like say because this is one of the things that really sorry i realize i'm completely butting in but mm. this is one of the things that really bugs me is and to be fair i know that this happens more on things like dating apps and stuff like that but people writing a message that just says hey or like just well, do you, remember, do you remember pokes on Facebook? Yeah, that that that's it. The, <laughs> yeah, it, the, these these what, people what have the created this environment. Zuckerberg, whatever, have created this environment that that is making us feel guilty. Yeah, for not being reactionary. Yeah, because not I, I, not considering things properly, not taking the time. Like you said, Steve, I don't want to answer that because I, I I'm not going to do it justice. Yeah, like, that's not what the world's about now. No, like I I, I mean. I think pretty much anyone that that knows me or has met me or has been within 20 feet of me knows that I fucking love talking. Like, I love to have a good conversation, but I can't do that whilst I'm doing 15 other things. And generally I don't just, I don't, there's, there's a handful of people that I will sit down and message back and forth with, um, and they will have my undivided attention. And even with them, generally I'm probably scrolling through, 
Instagram or YouTube or whatever at the same time or I'm watching TV whilst I'm doing it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not the same as having a face-to-face conversation and but yet the expectation is there that it should be. So there's there's a couple of group chats that I'm in and they will quite often be like 50 to 100 to fucking 200 messages between me actually jumping in and out of the the chat because I just don't I, I'm not checking it that much. And so when I do check in, I'm not going to scroll back and, and read through all those messages. So generally I'm just jumping in and being like, have I missed anything important? Like has someone died? Has <laughs> someone somebody give me the bullet point yeah. previously yeah. on this chat? Yeah. So someone gave me the TLDR, like that's, that's it. And thankfully most of the people that are in those group chats kind of understand that it's, it's not that I'm being an asshole. Uh, it's just the fact that I just, I, I'm not going to sit there and read all that. Like it was great when I was working in it and I was sat at a computer all the time. And you know, I could take every five minutes, I could take 30 seconds to just catch up on the chat. But now like, I don't even have my phone on me when I'm uh, in the workshop. It stays in the kitchen most of the time. Um, which is another reason why I'm not posting very much. Cause I'm not taking photos all the time anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, sorry, Brett. I wonder, and I'll pose this question to both of you, is there is there a talent being able to kind of diffuse that uh, reaction? Like Steve, it, it comes to mind these, these moments of, like, I'm busy right now. I want you to know that I saw your message or that I hear you. I heard your question. You sent me a funny photo of a cat, whatever the fuck it is. Is there, a, is there something that has to be developed or a talent for being able to say, like, very quickly, I am busy, I heard or saw you, I will talk to you later, in a manner that is not misinterpreted, because I feel like that's what we all deal with when these uh, these like negative moments happen, right, or these, these moments that end up sending us into a tizzy. It's like... <laughs> In no way did I mean to upset you by not liking, replying, seeing your thing, reading the 75 text or chat messages that happen. But like, Steve, you're very matter of fact when it comes to like, I am working today, right? When we're talking about recording the podcast, it's like, I'm working today. Bah. We have these yeah. quick messages exchanges and it's like, cool, we'll do it Monday. Done. Yeah. You never get this sense of maybe it's because we know each other, but you never get this sense of like, wow, Steve's really telling us to fuck off until Monday, I guess. That's I mean, absolutely that's, not the way. But yeah, but that's because I think you, I mean, I don't know whether it's because you guys know me well enough or because I present myself in, in that way. But like, if if I'm telling you to fuck off, I'll just say, fuck off. I, I'm not dealing with this today. <laughs> like, I, I, I think by being blunt and by being known for being quite blunt, like it, it helps. It's like, and I've said to people so many times, like if you were annoying me, I would tell you you're annoying me. Like I don't, I don't tend to sugarcoat it. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a, there's an easy way to do it. I think it's, and it's different from like, I mean, even for myself, let's say that's why I've left so many people on, uh, unread because I just, I don't want them to think, oh, Steve's read it, but he's he's not replied. Or, mm-hmm. but uh, but then just as bad is, well, why hasn't Steve read this message yet? Like, I know that he's been online, so why hasn't he seen my message? Like, which which oh, one of those boy. two is worse? Like, and yeah, I think it's 
I don't fucking know. It it's a hard hard question to answer, and I think it's different for everyone as well because everyone's going to interpret, especially in written form. Everyone's going to interpret it in a different way. Like you imagine right. if 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 I was working in the kitchen and he's busily like running around doing loads of stuff. If you got to me and go. Hey man, I've, I've been thinking about this thing and I've got all these thoughts on it. Here's three paragraphs worth of, of information. What do you think? You're not going to expect him to go, oh, that's really interesting. Here are my thoughts. You're going to, you're going to go, Hey man, you're really busy. I'll come back in a bit and that'll be it. Like it's yeah. So it's, the, the amount of times that that exact scenario has reared <laughs> its ugly head when, when I'm in a situation where I'm catering yeah, and somebody is, offered to help and i'm doing air quotes for those at home listening yeah and the person that's offered to help has never worked in catering and they start doing that shit and you're like can you shut the fuck up this needs to be ready in the next 30 seconds yeah and they get so upset and so offended and it's like no 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 no. this, this isn't the time or the place to be yeah. sensitive and i don't mean that in like a toxic masculinity way no, no i no. mean it in a this shit needs to get done i literally don't have time to, to fucking talk to you Never mind, think about what you just asked me, yeah. formulate an answer, sit down, have a cup. You know, this isn't, we're not yeah. sat in an office, chatting away around the water cooler. Get it for, and, and honestly, I've upset dear, dear friends. Yeah. In a, in a, even, even just in my own kitchen, being yeah. like, this needs, to, I need to get this in here, this in the pan. Where's those potatoes? Like, like you turn, yeah. I mean, without turning into Gordon Ramsay and being obnoxious for the sake of it, there's environmental situations where you, you have to, turn all that shit off yeah like you need a filter you can't behave the same i think it's all about context so brett your your example of you know it is it a skill it's it's a fucking two-way thing like yeah. the other person yeah. needs the skill as well the other person needs to know be aware of the context and mm-hmm. not not be rel- always be reliant on you to go <sighs> deep breath I'm sorry, but right now I'm in the middle of something really stressful and pressure. Yeah. And 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 I, as soon as I finish this, I'm all yours. You yeah. know, but I've I've heard people say that. I've heard people have had to go out of their way to say a line and you know have a line ready in their head like that. Right, I, I, I'll just finish yeah. this, and then my attention is turned to you. Like it happens at work. We like there's people who talk like that. Yeah, because otherwise they just tell you fuck off. Yeah, but it's become where you you, you almost have to. I've just sent the guys a. Um, a sketch from Mitchell and Webb look, um, the peep show guys. And yeah. it's, it's, it's the, the committee to combat social misunderstandings. Um, and basically it's exactly that. It's like in these scenarios where people just r- jump to conclusions and assume things, it's like, we need to, we need to formulate a, a government standard of how to specifically say exactly what you mean without yeah. any misunderstanding. Um, Cause Again, Steve, you know, you're talking about um, the written text and how there's yeah. no tone and people can't tell if you're being sarcastic or people can't yeah. read your body language or gestures where you're actually going, putting emphasis on certain words. Yeah. It's like, no, I, I actually meant exactly what you said. Funnily yeah. enough. That's why we're <laughs> friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so I I have quite a good example of, of that sort of scenario. Um, I mean... A, I will just say, like, for those people listening that haven't seen mine and Al's text messages, uh, I will quite often just message Al a load of random shit. I fully don't expect him to read it or respond. Like, if he re- if he reads it and doesn't get back to me, I, I'm fully aware of how busy and, and stressy he is. So I don't expect him to get back to me. 
but like it will be a case of like normally messaging me like i don't need a response to this now but i've had the best idea and go off on some like random tangent about fucking flying rhinos or something um and uh but yeah, when I when I used to work, Pretty at sure that's a strip club in Leeds. <laughs> so it's a slightly different one. Um, uh, yeah, uh, back. I, I'm pretty sure I've I've told this story on here before. But back when I was working in um, in Screwfix, uh, sorry for an unnamed unnamed tool <laughs> company. Other hardware uh, stores are available. Yeah, <laughs> um, I uh, I had a, there, there was a a bit of software that controlled pricing and product information for literally everything for all of our sales channels and everything. Um, long story short, I was the resident expert in it and completely unwillingly. Um, but I was, I was the person that knew how the shit worked. Um, uh, but we had an overnight process that was farmed out to, um, some third party contractors. Um, there was a documentation that I'd written that said, whatever you do, don't press this button. And they'd press that button. Um, so like 6am, I get a phone call and I'm not on call at this point. I'm like normal work person. Um, so I get this phone call saying, Steve, get into the office now. And basically every single um, uh thing that we like every single sales channel was unusable we couldn't sell a single product even if someone came into the store and said here here's the exact cash we couldn't sell them a product um so because of the 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 scope of the company that is millions of pounds every half hour um so i rush into work uh i it's an icy frosty morning so I can barely see out of the Land Rover anyway because it's covered in fucking ice. Um, I get into the car park. There is like three cars in this car park that's got space for a thousand cars. And somehow I managed to reverse into a fucking lamppost and reversed <laughs> into it, which just bumped the the tire that's on the back, which kind of, it basically sprung the, the back door. So the back door flexed, oh. which is fine for the aluminium, not so fine for the glass because glass doesn't flex. So the back window just went and shattered and there was a load of glass at the back of the Land Rover. I got out, had one look and was like, nothing else is damaged. It's just the Land Rover. I need to go in and fix this thing. So I go in and start working on this in this fix. Um, then uh, probably about an hour later, no, no, maybe maybe an hour and a half, two hours later, um, I've, uh, I've just come out of a meeting with uh like four different department heads the ceo of the company and the ceo of the uh, i'm sorry the the ceo of the parent company was on uh a phone call with us as well like a conference call um as well as like a load of other like high ups in the tech department um i come out of this meeting and the head of facilities was there waiting for me um very very angry with me and he was like why haven't you replied to my email I haven't even looked at my email. What's the problem? He was like, you've smashed glass down in there. You've not cleaned it up. Oh, we can't expect us to do this. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, in the nicest possible way, I haven't looked at my email because at the moment, the entire company is not able to trade and I'm the person that's trying to fix it. If you think that me going and sweeping up the glass is more important, then please go and speak to any one of these people and let them know 
Otherwise, I'm going to finish what I'm doing and then I'll come down and speak to you and I'll, I'll clear it up. That's not a problem. I don't mind doing it, but I'm kind of busy at the moment. <laughs> and it was great because you just watched him just kind of go, oh, oh, I fucked up here. And, uh, and he came up to me later on and he was super apologetic and really like, Steve, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize. And I was like, it's fine. I completely understand why you were pissed off. But also maybe read the room. Maybe when you saw me coming out of a meeting with like all of these head of departments and CEOs and stuff, probably should have given it away that things are a little bit busy. Um, but yeah, that that I, I, I suppose that doesn't really translate quite so much into uh, <laughs> into what we're talking about. It's just a fun story that I wanted to tell. Um, <laughs> it's appreciated either I, way. I appreciate it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and... <laughs> I think like that's where I kind of got my well, that's probably not where I got my bluntness from, but like I've I found that it's so easy for people to misinterpret um what you're saying. That it, it is kind of easier to just be really blunt. And if someone is offended or upset with your bluntness, when you've just told the truth and you've not been asked about it, you've not gone, fuck off, I'm busy. It's just I'm really busy right now. I'll get back to you in a minute. Um then if if they're offended that's kind of more on them um and when you then later talk to them about it like it's easier to say look, look dude i just said i was busy like that's it anything else is is kind of on you oh but the, the politics <laughs> and and the emotions of it all i feel yeah. like there's there's a certain degree of conditioning you know as per your story it's where you learned how to kind of or it's an example of the learning how to be blunt and and be honest with somebody. But I think there's also conditioning that goes the other way, right? When you either spend too much time in a in a negative work environment, or maybe you work on teams and the politics and the dynamics aren't as beneficial as they should be to the person. It develops this um, like world against you attitude, right? Where you, let's see. I'll use myself as, as an example in the New York office job. I always felt like anytime I needed to talk to a higher up, it was a bother to them because they were too busy and they had more important and more responsibility and all these things. They made more money, right? It, yeah. was a, it was a business office dynamic. That person makes X amount more dollars than me. Therefore, they're more important. Therefore, I really need to have my shit together when I go and talk to them. And then when something in that conversation goes wrong, you're like, oh, oh, so, so sorry. I put <laughs> yeah. my tail between my legs. So sorry. So sorry to bother. I go over here. And then you just turn into this, like, I don't even know how you would describe it, but it, it makes you not want to interact with people unless you've, like, put all this pressure on yourself yeah. to ask the right questions, be efficient, do all of these things. You guys know I'm not so great at my words anyways, right? Don't use them much myself. I feel like I've been working harder, harder than I have in the earlier years of my life to get better at speaking efficiently and trying to convey my ideas faster and more efficient. Yeah. In this group, uh, you know, between the makers that I've got out here and also some of the people that I interact with online, if I'm talking to you guys about anything work-oriented, I want to be quick about it. You guys are both insanely busy and you fill your free time up constantly if you have any. So if I'm sending a dumb picture of a cat, I 
literally expect nothing back. Yeah. It's just because I found it. But I'll be honest, a couple years ago, if I would have sent something to our little group chat, I would have been like, I hope I get a reaction right. from somebody. Did you not like the cat? Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Al, Al doesn't like the cat. Oh, oh, you've seen the cat. Yeah. 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 So it, I, I have to say that it, it comes from some, all of this social media stuff, I feel like it's, is also conditioned from whatever your, maybe your current or past work was or any of your relationships or work dynamics that you had previously. I always dealt with people above me and feeling like I needed them to confirm that the thing I brought up in the meeting was not only important, but good job, well thought out. Yeah. It's like getting a like button, right? Except for on a way smaller scale because it's not social media and strangers. It's the person you are technically working with across the table and they go, I like that idea you brought up in meeting two. Yeah. And as, as a whole, doesn't mean anything at the end of the day but like that is so so meaningful in that moment and then you're like now we're friends they like all of my ideas i'm going to present literally every <laughs> idea that i deem good to them and then at a certain point they have to go not all of your ideas are good and you go oh shit again yeah. going back to that cycle of everybody trying to help but then the dynamics are fucked up and then you feel bad about yourself and then they feel like they should ha apologize for like i know i'm your boss and i told you i like that thing but i don't want all your ideas but also it's my job to filter your yeah. ideas so don't take offense yeah you dickhead i mean i i will just say though that I'm pretty sure Al loves every single idea I ever send him, no matter how ridiculous it is. So. Especially when right. it's about a thumbnail. <laughs> That's a fucking great thumbnail. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just thinking, I'm just, no, that, that thumbnail I do love. It's your ideas <laughs> yeah. you send me. Um, no. the, just listening to all these conversations over the past hour explains a lot, yeah. Steve, because we opened up with the, uh, oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that Instagram post is quite right. It's basically everything we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> so we're overthinking things. Yeah. Some people are underthinking things. There needs to be a middle ground. Um, yeah. And maybe it's not that a big a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting because, like, the way that... Um, Here lies Stephen House. His Instagram post was always consistent. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. That, 1992 yeah. to... 2005 that's the ridiculous thing is like it so much of this shit doesn't fucking matter um and it, like the the one that i i kind of picked up from what from what brett was saying is like that whole idea of like being really worried about speaking to your your ceos or your bosses like one of the best things that i ever did was realize that or i i i was lucky enough to have managers that i could actually speak to and the managers that i didn't feel comfortable speaking to realizing that it's not because i'm not worthy of the conversation with them it's because they're bad managers like and that that was the the thing is you know those those managers should be approachable um and like with a lot of the the kind of um the the communication skills within relationships especially um whether that's uh, like friends online or whether it's you know your your partner or whatever like i think like I've I've had to make a real effort over the last few years, um, especially with regards to some personal relationships, where I've had to make a conscious effort to be more verbose about how I'm feeling and about what's going on with me, because 
otherwise it's really easy for people to to interpret things that aren't there so by not communicating something people can read into that as you're communicating something um and that's why like when it comes to like group projects as it were or when people are like the the three of us quite often get dragged into um to group chats where people are like oh, i've got this really good idea for this this thing over here or this this project or this event or this there and um and i've kind of got to the point now where i will jump in and be like i love the enthusiasm but here's a list of reasons why it's a bad idea and i <laughs> i was quite good at doing it as well and it's like it's not that we're like trying to poo poo the idea as it were it's just there are a lot of things and you know it would be very easy for everyone to just go back and forth and be like, oh, this is a really good idea. This is a really good idea. Yes, but you're not thinking about the practicalities of it all. And it's not that um, that, uh, that, that necessarily idea is bad. It's the fact that we're just being honest about, don't forget, all of those things are really cool, but they all come at a cost. And this is what that cost is. Um, and I think some people have taken offense to that. Um, some people have felt like, oh, well, they're being miserable fuckers. And it's like, well, no i'm just like and you kind of speak to them afterwards and you're like i'm not being a visual fucker i'm just saying this is how it is and i think like that that kind of idea of open on and honest communication i think is something that that should be kind of pushed more and people should try and do more um because there's people out there that i really fucking like that i don't get to speak to very often because they're having the same fucking headspace is me and they're going well i don't want to speak to to steve because he didn't reply to my last meme i'm like i fucking love memes memes are spiffing people that we think that are spiffing uh al do you have an order as as a as a, uh, which means you're first, Al. Okay, so this is, um, it's not really a re-spiff, it's a, 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 a subset of a spiff. So spiff. Um, a, a while back, uh, I spiffed Rich from D-Boss Garage, or D-Boss Garage, it's actually pronounced, yeah. um, who is a Canadian... Canadian! Uh, Canadian diesel specialist. So Ooh. he does like, you know big trucks and good stuff yeah but interesting stuff and he does a lot of engines like interesting engine swaps like he'll put like a school bus engine into a ford f450 or whatever the old pickup truck so it's just like really interesting things um but the his background is actually agricultural so he he his real job is fixing combine harvesters and tractors and all these wonderful like huge cranes and interesting things wait hang on are you spiffing jim no Jim loves it. It's Jim's favorite channel. Um, but the, he has they have a second channel called DeBoss Garage HD, like heavy duty. So it's D, yes. DG HD. Oh, yes. Jim said about this the other day. And we're, we're talking about this kind of um, having a presence of feel guilty. And, and Rich is the same. He's very much like, oh, sorry, we've not posted on this channel for ages. Yeah. We've been concentrating on the other channel because it does better. So this one is taking a back foot. But they've just they've just bought a pair of um like cab over semis like optimus prime trucks from mm-hmm. like the, the 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 late 80s yeah 
<laughs> it's not. It's not the exact Optimus Prime, but the, the, I think it's like a cat no. But they look fucking. They're, ace. they're fucking ace. Um, and he's he's like splitting the content into stuff that like is more mainstream on the channel, but then stuff yeah. that's really about the heavy duty kind of diesel fuel pump side of things onto the onto the heavy duty channel. I think it's just a really smart use of his time, and not worrying too much about what goes where. Yeah, and just thinking that, that you know the people that watch this channel will be way more into this shit. So I'm going to dump all that on there. Yeah, and if they don't like it, it's not you know it's not messing up my main feed. So I think he's obviously going through the same sort of thinking process that we are in terms of you know what what and when do I post? Am I right in thinking that it's like some of the stuff that he does, like some of the like will it start, will it run sort of videos yeah. is it's almost like uh, vice grip, vice fucking words, vice grip garage, except for farm equipment basically. Yeah. They'll, they'll go, they'll, he he goes to a specific scrapyard, yeah. and the rule on the gates of the scrapyard is, uh, you can't buy it unless you can start it. <laughs> so he's like he's okay. like yeah he's like notorious for just being able to start like any diesel, even if it's just been sat there for decades. Yeah, he'll, he'll get it going one way or the other. Um, but yeah, it's a great channel, and this is almost like this auxiliary channel, which is just That's even great. more nerdy if you're into big yeah. machinery and you know just get the weird things way things work and all the you know like those huge magnetic cranes that they have at crushers yeah and just like you know getting one of them and starting it up and working the levers and stuff it's just it's just really fun i Mm. I just i don't have time to watch all of this why would you fucking do this to me man? dghd it's fucking great good shout i genuinely approve especially the fact that one of the videos the thumbnail says optimus brine because it was really salty because they live in Canada yeah. where there's loads of salt on the road. Yeah, <laughs> fucking brilliant. Um, good shout. Uh, Azab, uh, that means I am next. Um, so we've talked a little bit about uh, mental health today. Um, uh, we've we talked about it quite a lot in, in previous episodes and I've been, like, I'd like to think that I've been quite open and honest about the fact that mine's not always great. Um, and one of the things that, I have found that's that's genuinely helped me um is is exercise um and you know i don't i don't want to get all fucking evangelical about it but it's genuinely made a huge different difference in my life and not even in a oh i'm gonna get really buff and go to the gym kind of thing i go to the gym go to the beach kind of thing um but just in the fact that physical movement just releases good chemicals in your body it is fucking good for you um but uh, I fully appreciate that, especially for someone that's not been to um, the gym, that they can be really fucking scary, intimidating places. Um, much like the the you know the anxiety of not posting, the anxiety of going to a gym when you're you're not already fit and healthy is kind of terrifying. Um, which is ridiculous when you think about it. Like the whole point of going to the gym is to get fit and healthy. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so there's lots of people out there that do um, like at home workouts and things like that. And some of them are, some of them are right. Some of them are fucking terrible. Um, and very few of them are, or most of them are kind of geared towards the, the normies, the, the, the horrible, like run of the mill people. And most people that listen to this aren't those. Um, so there's a guy called Tanner Tolman, um, who is tank Tolman on, uh instagram um he's also on tiktok as well um he is i think canadian although he kind of like 
the way that he talks and and the way that he looks, he reminds me of like Terrier's like much smaller brother, um, like a like a baby Terrier sort of thing. Um, but yeah, basically the guy does nerd themes work, nerd themed workouts. So all of his stuff is like, ah, this is what you want to do if you're going to be fighting an orc, and this is what you want to do if you're doing this. Um, but a lot of it is like very minimal uh, equipment. Um, most of it is easily the body weight stuff or using like one or two dumbbells or like a bench or something. And um, so it's really easy to do if if you've not done any exercise before. Um, he's got one called the, uh, I think it's the Apprentice Workout, I think, which is a really good like introduction one. It's some simple movements. None of it is particularly heavy duty. Um, and he'll go through the exercises. It's, it's I get quite um, nervous about recommending uh, online tutorials for exercises because form is a huge part of any exercise like how you do it makes a big difference but because of the way that he's doing a lot of these it's not using big heavy weights so you're not really going to injure yourself um if your form isn't spot on um but you can you can see the form that he's using uh, in it so yeah i think if if you're looking for a little bit of of light exercise to do at home then then go and check check out tank because yeah i think his the videos that I've seen of his have been really good and they've uh, they've not actually done any of the workouts, but they've at least inspired me to get off my ass and go back to the gym. So, um, nice. yeah. Plus, plus he gets like lightsabers and shit out. It's fun. Um, yeah. Uh, Brett, what about you? Yeah. Uh, Steve, I want to quickly jump on the end of that, though. I feel like this is the time of year, too. Uh, and I know you mentioned it earlier things always tend to kind of go on the on the down slope for a lot mm. of people around this time of the year i feel like exercise or just being active is like so so important and yeah. and so helpful during these times especially if you're like i'm not doing very well because i don't have a lot of people and this is the holidays and it's very typical to kind of overanalyze being around large groups, family dynamics, all the things that socially we're told are normal. Mm. So work on yourself. Don't do that winter bad thing. Like no. do the other well, side. Also, and also it's a really good time because um, this is when gyms tend to be quietest as well. Mm. Um, and before the new year's kick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a good time to get in and get kind of your foot under the door, sort of under the door, foot under the mat, under the table, in the door, in the foot in the door. Uh, <laughs> And one other thing with through regards, the door. yes, <laughs> through the looking glass, through the dragon's eye. Ooh, uh, one other thing to add to that is obviously, again, a big part of this time of year is the whole seasonal affective disorder. Um, and in part, some of that is caused by lack of vitamin D as well. Um, so go and get some vitamin D tablets because they're easily available now and they they help a lot of people. So it's worth checking out as well. Thank you. Um, yeah, sorry. All right. Yeah. So I am going to spiff a piece of media because even though it's been out for a couple of seasons, I was completely unaware of how how good uh, Ted Lasso was. Ted Lasso. Um, if you haven't heard anything about it, it's won a ton of awards and it's Jason Sudeikis playing a guy from Kansas, which he is a guy from Kansas, but there's a bunch of Kansas references early on uh, that just kind of made me go like, Oh, hey, that's the thing that we have in the state that I grew up in. 
but it's about uh, he's a coach and then he gets picked up to go. Uh, he's a football coach, American football coach, and then he gets picked up to go over to England to be an English football coach. Proper football. I really expected that it was going to be kind of cliche and goofy, and it is a comedy, but I've blasted through enough episodes now that I realize it is uh, it is a fantastic like human interest and human relationship and dynamics and emotion. And it has so many more layers going on that are not cliche and not what I expected it to be because in a very typical American television show or uh, film, you'd see these things line up and I'm, I'm trying not to give any spoilers away, but you'd be like, Oh, this guy, he's going to be the goofball and this guy's going to be the comic relief. And then she's going to come in and she's the romantic aspect. And bit none of those really matter. And every single episode that something has come up where I've gone, Oh, I see what this is. I see what's going to happen here. It doesn't, it doesn't go that way yeah. because they actually care about the relationships between the characters. There's a ton of, of stuff written in there about Ted, the main character, who's this like jovial, always good spirited guy that you just, he's like, wow, he's so positive all the time. Not necessarily the case. So I feel like everything that we talked about on social media and Instagram, and he's always being in the good place. And this is such a feel good show, but for someone like me, and it may be the same for other people, it's a feel good show in the way of being able to show both sides. Mm. Like when it matters to be aware of yourself and the downtimes, and then also fully embrace those good times and what you're putting out to the world versus what's going on inside exists within all of these characters as goofily written as they are. And as comic relief as some of them are, everybody is actually a real person and i feel like it is an awesome little gateway show for anybody that maybe wants to dive into like <laughs> a little more i don't know like deeper darker human more gritty stuff like go watch ted lasso and then try and watch an episode of succession and if you've never seen succession it is just a mo- it is a show about garbage humans and everything <laughs> that's terrible about them but it's fucking fantastic but it's like on the it's on the bad dark oh my god yeah. people are horrible end of the spectrum um it's hard for me like honestly the the subject matter of the show is fun but everything that's more interesting to me is this relationship dynamics and the, and the human interest aspect of the show. So if, if you have any interest, I hate that it's on another platform, but Apple plus is very affordable and has a few good pieces of media on it already. And is probably going to end up just getting better over the next few years. So yeah, if you could afford another platform, I very much suggest giving it a watch. It is a really, really good show. Yeah. And if, if you're going to go for that platform, then Foundation is on it as well, which I've not That's watched. the other reason I got it. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting until all 10 episodes are out and then I can get a week's free trial. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fucking smart, though. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> smart. Good work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good job. Um, right. Uh, 
Is there any other business? Yep, I've got three squadrons of any Ooh. other business. Oh, fuck it. I'm out. One of them might be one of yours anyway, Steve. Yeah, okay. uh, one, Carol's got a video out, which oh. is always a treat. Um, yeah. So if you're not subscribed to Prop Shop Berlin, you should be. Um, and she, I won't tell you what she makes because it's glorious and big and bonkers. <laughs> so go and watch it. <laughs> it's um, something we discussed a few weeks ago about whether or not Austin Powers holds up. It does. Cool. I watched, it, I watched them recently. Some of the jokes miss yeah. kind of the uh, the political correctness angle a little I bit. I mean, to be fair, a lot of them flew quite close to the line. No, but the, I think at the time that was deliberate, but looking back yeah. now, it's a bit cringy. Like, oh, yeah, yeah he's sort of in sex with Asian twins. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I have noticed now Mike Myers is fucking incredible. Like, yeah. the the nuance in his in his acting, you know, it's very much like a Robin Williams kind of cut yeah. of, of just these little emotions and little bits and, and you can tell he knows exactly what's going on. So even if the film is a bit cheesy yeah, and you're over the top and, you know, I mean, but saying that even like the props and stuff are really good. Yeah. Like I, re, I re, and some of the CGI is a bit ropey now because obviously back then it was, you know, 1999. So it, yeah. it, it wasn't exactly cut, back then it probably was cutting edge, but it's a bit ropey now, but the, the stuff that was miniatures and models and sets yeah. and stuff, it's really fucking good. Um, but also again, deliberately shit because it's meant to be yeah. like a parody in all the kind of spy movies of the seventies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, get, get, don't, don't write even gold member, which was my least favor, um, still stands up. So yeah, nice. Worth a watch. I, uh, and then my third one, it was just a callback to earlier earlier in the episode, Steve. Uh, favorite bridge. Fate, my favorite bridge. Yeah. Ooh, are we talking stone bridge, metal bridge? Like What's any your favorite bridge? Any bridge at all, <sighs> Wayne? There's um, this uh, Wayne Bridge. Oh, I'll drop that. Oh yeah. Um, the. <sighs> I mean, the obvious answer is is Clifton Suspension Bridge because it's, it's not real. That's fucking not real. behave. It's it's the obvious answer because uh, it is a fucking glorious bridge. But my all time favorite bridge is the little tiny one just outside of uh, Church Farm in the hamlet that I grew up in because it's not even big enough to be a village. It's a hamlet, um, and it's a little bridge that goes over a stream uh, to get into the churchyard, and it is wonderful and very old. Brett, favorite bridge? Golden uh, Gate Bridge, because it's American. <laughs> no, I'm actually not the biggest fan. Like, I remember visiting it and going, huh. <laughs> that was about the reaction. Honestly, I, I love the aesthetic of the Brooklyn Bridge uh, and having yeah. walked over it quite a few times while living in the area. I, I do like the Brooklyn Bridge. So, I don't know. Something about the archways and just how it's built. It's it's very pretty. I will admit, as kind of generic as Sydney Harbour Bridge is Ooh. in Australia, mm. I climbed that when I was 16 and traveled there. So I think I have a soft spot in my heart for actually... It was, you know, it's a tourist group thing. You like, you go through the service area and you just get to the middle of it. It was yeah. pretty fucking amazing. Um, and then there's a few architectural marvels that... I obviously appreciate the uh, Helix Bridge in Singapore Ooh, is nice. just fucking bonkers, wild, Good crazy job. banana pants. And I love it. <laughs> it's yeah. just because it looks insane. 
uh, yeah. You could have had the Bridge of Serenity. Oh. Um, don't but the, play words. The correct answer me. is... No, hang on. Before you, before you go with the correct answer, I just want to give a quick, um, like, uh, secondary shout-out. So there's, there's another bridge in Bristol that I'm trying to find the fucking name of that goes over the, uh, the railway station... Uh, the railway tracks as you're going into temple meads and it's not a particularly impressive bridge in most respects but i just really fucking like because it's it's all riveted together and it's really it's a really industrial looking bridge mm-hmm. um and it's like so just from that aspect i really like it but also it always has really really good uh graffiti like it has like really good like oh, no, street the package the full bridge yeah. package like proper street art graffiti and like really shit graffiti like Jonathan is a wanker sort of thing. <laughs> um, well, he might be. Yeah. It's important information. <laughs> what were you going to say, Al? Uh, it's Orsund Bridge, the bridge that connects Denmark and Sweden. Oh, yes. Because it goes under the water. Yeah. It's oh. fucking incredible. Oh. I, it's, it's a very good chap. It's, it's really long and connects two countries. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love bridges. Um, yeah. Bridges are available. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, what was I going to do? I've, uh, any other business? I, so are you done with your... Yeah, a- that a- was my business? three. AO3s. <laughs> AO3. Uh, so... Trains and cars, same bridge. <laughs> Forget about it. I've, this I've is fucking... You've, you've bonkers. Talked, I've got so excited it's about It's on TV show, it's that good. <laughs> I've got so excited about bridges. It's got its own American right. remake of a TV show, it's that good. <laughs> Stop talking. Sorry. Uh, like so my, my AOB is... Uh, static boats. <laughs> they're not static boats dick. Uh, my AOB is a little while ago I did the tiny challenge um, and Teria has just made who's awesome in progress on Instagram has just made the tiniest little wooden spoon and it's the cutest thing I think I've ever seen so that's, that's not a spiffing it's an AOB because yeah I'm going um, to like this and uh, the other one is Obviously, we've talked a lot about um, random shit this this week, and we've kind of not not made it sound like don't talk to us. But if we've come across like that, that's <laughs> definitely not what we meant. Um, and it's yeah, it, it, yeah, if, if it's Al, don't talk to Al. Um, but uh, but yeah, basically, we we fucking love you guys, um, everyone that listens to us. Um, it is a bit of a shit weird time of the year. Um, so if you're feeling it, then please don't take this episode as a reason not to reach out. Uh, if you want to reach out, whether it's to to one of us, to someone in the group, or to just fucking anyone, there are lots of people out there that will genuinely want to listen. And if you reach out to someone and they don't want to listen, that's on them, not on you. Um, reach out to someone else and just know that you are loved. Um, not replying is not the same as not listening. Exactly um but yes so until next time uh oh fuck no we've got to do the fucking where you can find this thing that's Did that's we? spoil a really nice fucking end ending, it man. end it no i it. fucking i've ripped the fucking plaster off fucking done it now if you want to find us you find us in all the social media places you can find me at moonshine max you can find brett at scullin's 13 and you can find al at al's hack shack <laughs> there we go uh if you find us as a group then fwt podcast or fools tools everywhere um but yes, going back to my previous points, you are loved. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.